What is up, everybody, and welcome to Rondell's Unpopular Opinion, and welcome to the podcast. Shout out to you if you are getting this from Apple, if you are getting this from Spotify, if you're getting it from Anchor, wherever you're getting it from, it don't really even matter as long as you're getting it. Now, y'all, it's about to get real. It's about to get real. So update on glenn maxwell okay and i just recorded a podcast about glenn maxwell literally last night and now more information has come out and i don't think this information is going to be uh as consistent in american media as it is through british media i'm getting all of this information through british media and that's not to say that the american media ain't really covering it but I ain't getting it from there. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell, as you know, was arrested last Thursday, right? She was ran down on by the Alphabet Boys. They came and picked her up in a very uh, elaborate uh, and very uh, elegant and extravagant property on uh, a, a nice acre in New Hampshire. Well, Ghislaine Maxwell is no longer in New Hampshire. Ghislaine Maxwell ass has been transported to Brooklyn, New York. She is not being held in New Hampshire. Her ass is here in New York and she's in Brooklyn being held. Ghislaine Maxwell will be seeing the judge on Thursday, July 9th in regard to her appeal, which is said to be denied. Okay. And the reason why they're going to deny it is because they don't want her to take off. But I have the BBC article, well, not even really the BBC article. I got the BBC interview with the BBC correspondents that interviewed Prince Andrew back last year covering the Ghislaine Maxwell situation right now. And their correspondent with Conchita Sarnoff, which is one of Ghislaine Maxwell's other friends, and she dropped some gems, okay? I want you guys to listen to this BBC correspondence with lawyers, with other media correspondents, and with Conchita Sarnoff. And I want y'all to hear what is going on on the other side of the pond when it pertains to this situation. So listen very carefully to what you're about to hear. Ghislaine Maxwell is expected to make her first court appearance in New York on Friday. She faces six charges relating to crimes allegedly committed by her former boyfriend, the sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, who killed himself in prison last year while awaiting trial. All eyes are, of course, on what, if anything, she'll say about Jeffrey Epstein's friendship with Prince Andrew. We'll speak to the woman who first made public that friendship between the two in a moment. First, I'm joined by our US correspondent, David Grossman. What is happening now, David? What are you expecting? Well, Ghislaine Maxwell is continuing her journey through the American criminal justice system. Today, she's been moved from the rather cosy-sounding Merrimack County Jail in New Hampshire, about 20 miles away from the house in New Hampshire that she bought last year, where she was arrested by the FBI last Thursday. And she was taken to the rather less cosy-sounding um, Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn, New York. Now, 
She's going to make her first appearance, as you say, in federal court on Thursday on those six counts, uh, four criminal counts relating to the procuring and transporting of minors for illegal sex acts and two counts of perjury. And it's at that hearing that we expect prosecutors to oppose her application for bail. They say she poses an extreme flight risk. She is in possession, they say, of three passports. She has a lot of money and a connection all over the world with lots of powerful individuals. And they say, quote, in a memo, absolutely no reason to stay in the United States and face the possibility of a lengthy prison sentence. Where does that leave all the other names then? Well, I imagine a lot of people will be pretty nervous about what is she going to say. She's been photographed over the years with many rich and powerful individuals, not least, of course, Prince Andrew. Now, one of the women, one of the girls that um, Jeffrey Epstein preyed upon, one of his victims, uh, Virginia uh, Gouffre, Roberts as she was, has claimed that Ghislaine Maxwell pressured her into having sex with Prince Andrew in 2001 when she was just... 17. Now, Prince Andrew denies this happened. As you know, you asked him the question, Emily. Today, the Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer, a former director of public prosecutions, was asked about this. Here's what he had to say. So does Prince Andrew need to cooperate with the US to put this to bed? Well, of course he should cooperate with um, the US. Are you disappointed he hasn't, Sir Keir? Well, he will have to justify his own actions, but um, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, you cooperate with the law enforcement um, authorities uh, when they require you to do so. Now, last Thursday, those federal prosecutors reiterated their request for Prince Andrew to face questions by them. Now, lawyers for the prince have pointed out that they say he's done nothing wrong and he has uh, offered to cooperate on many occasions, including three occasions this year where he's contacted the US Department of Justice and offered to answer their questions. David, thanks very much indeed. Well, I spoke earlier to the former chief prosecutor for the northwest of England, Nazar Afsal, and Conchita Sarnoff, the first person to make public the friendship between Prince Andrew and Epstein in 2010. I started by asking Conchita if she thought the alleged victims of Epstein were close to getting justice today. Emily, I believe their accusers are far closer today than they were in 2009 when I began the investigation. And I think that uh, given the Attorney General's uh, latest interview uh, where he said that he was very interested in, quote, interviewing, end quote, Prince Andrew um, and moving forward with the other investigations. I believe the Department of Justice is very serious this time around. Just to, to remind our viewers, you were friends with Ghislaine. Um, you told her a decade ago of of the discoveries that you had made. Is that right? What was her response at the time? Yes, well, the word that she used, which surprised me, was ridiculous. I've known Galen for many years, since the early 90s, and when I reviewed the first arrest report, uh, the Epstein's arrest report at the Palm Beach police station, and I reviewed the indictments against Ghislaine, I called her and I said, Ghislaine, I'm not sure if you're familiar with all these charges, but I I'm very concerned. And are, are you familiar? Do you know? And she said, oh, that's just ridiculous, Conchita, and shrugged it off. And uh, basically, 
didn't have many nice things to say about the girls who had been accusing her and Jeffrey Epstein. And that was the end of the conversation. In the US, you have the system of plea bargaining. In essence, the possibility of reducing a sentence by providing information that authorities find helpful. What impact do you think that system could have here? First of all, Ghislaine Maxwell is covered under the immunity clause when Jeffrey Epstein was given the agreement, the non-prosecution agreement back in 2008. So Ghislaine was covered under that agreement. Uh, that would make it a federal agreement. That was not a state agreement. If she's covered under a federal agreement of immunity, then does that mean she's untouchable? I, I don't understand that. Yeah, well, that's exactly, that is exactly right. And in that non-prosecution agreement, which seems to be an ironclad deal because, number one, it was never overturned in 2018. That non-prosecution agreement negotiated in Washington, D.C. by the Department of Justice and Mr. Epstein, the late Jeffrey Epstein's attorneys, that is a binding legal document which provides immunity, meaning safe a safe harbor for those procurers identified in the arrest reports and identified in Jeffrey Epstein's indictment. So of those, Ghislaine Maxwell is one. In addition, there is also very important the statute of limitation, which it, as you know, it's now been 20 years. Conchita Sanov, thank you very much. Um, Nazar Afsal, Prince Andrew has stated clearly that he's cooperated um, with the US authorities. He says on at least three occasions. How do you explain the mismatch then with what the authorities there are saying? Good evening, Emily. Well, the Americans don't normally um, exaggerate when they say, as they've said in this case, that they don't, uh, they don't think what Prince Andrew has offered amounts to cooperation. Uh, as I understand it, Prince Andrew and his representatives have, are keen and will provide a written statement, uh, which is him saying what he wants to say. What the American authorities want to do is to be able to probe him on that, and that requires a face-to-face -face interview. Uh, and they are miles apart. You know, um, a written statement is really what you want to say, uh, and it goes without challenge. And what uh, an interview can do is to challenge you. And I think that's where the difference lies. Uh, so whilst, yes, there's an offer of cooperation, uh, it certainly doesn't meet the standard required by the American authorities. Is this a different set of circumstances? Will they be conscious of wider diplomatic implications in all of this? Uh, I've no doubt, I mean, you can't um, operate in a vacuum. You will know uh, he doesn't have sovereign immunity. Only the Queen has that. Uh, he doesn't have diplomatic immunity because only uh, when he was a trade envoy would he have that. So he's just an individual like any other individual. Of course, he happens to be uh, the Queen's son, and therefore, as a consequence, there will be uh, massive ramifications, uh, not just in this country, but across the world. That's, all of that must play uh, a part. But they, they, what the prosecutors are doing is trying to deliver justice for the alleged victims uh, or the accusers, as I think you call them. Uh, and that must be their primary responsibility. Um, you know, I have prosecuted thousands of sex offence cases during my career. And 
they are the most difficult cases to prosecute. Invariably, you only have one person's account against another person's account. Uh, and that often leads to unsuccessful outcomes. But I always prayed that I would find uh, another witness or somebody who had information or somebody who had uh, intelligence or evidence. And that would undoubtedly strong strengthen the prosecution case. And what they clearly feel, the FBI, is that uh, whatever information or, uh, or evidence that uh, Prince Andrew has would strengthen their case against any individuals that they plan to prosecute in the United States. So in this case, if, if you were an FBI prosecutor, you would not be satisfied with written statements. Is that what you're saying? On, on, the, on the face of it, no. Um, you want to be able to probe, strengthen uh, your case, and that means you want to be able to put any, any information that you have that might contradict the statement that's been given by your witness. And I, you can't do that in a written uh, written statement. You Even can't though do he's that just, he's just a witness, though, isn't he? This is going to be a contested matter. It's going to involve substantial amounts of cross-examination uh, and lots of evidence being given and challenged. You want to be able to challenge your witness's evidence before they have to do it in a courtroom. And that's why it's important, I think, that the FBI do what they want to do, uh, which is to be able to, in effect, examine uh, the prince on what his account would be. Where does this go from here? As you look at the situation, Prince Andrew thinks that he has done all that he is able to do. The FBI think that there are huge gaps. Keir Starmer, the Labour leader and, and obviously former Director of Public Prosecutions, is urging um, the Duke of York to go further and, and, and to, to be that witness. What would be your bet as to, to how this proceeds? Um, I think... The, the Home Office want to stay out of it. As I understand it, been, there's, been, there's been a request, a formal request from the Americans, and the, you know, the Home Office want to stay out of it. What they would want, I think, is what Turk here uh, has uh, said today, namely that the Prince finds some way of being able to accommodate the American request uh, and do so. That might be, for example, being interviewed here in the UK by American investigators uh, in uh, some neutral territory. Uh, that way they would be able to uh, cross-examine him or examine him on what he says to ensure that they are able uh, to satisfy themselves that they've got all they need. And so I think that might be the ultimate solution to this, or certainly one solution. Well, Prince Andrew has previously released a statement saying the US Department of Justice, he stated that he's never and never has been the target of an investigation and the Prince has offered to cooperate three times as a witness. The Prince and Ghislaine Maxwell have denied ever being aware of Epstein's wrongdoing and themselves deny any wrongdoing or involvement in any crime. Y'all, 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 let me adjust the mic. Let me adjust the mic because we about to, <laughs> we need to unpack. We need to definitely unpack what was just said. Okay. So let's get into what David Grossman was talking about in the beginning of the, uh, the BBC um, coverage, right? So like I told you guys initially, Ghislaine is no longer in New Hampshire. She's in Brooklyn now, right? She is set to appear in court Thursday, July 9th. And that is for her appeal. And basically, they're most likely there's a 98% chance that they're gonna deny that shit. The bitch got three passports and she has a whole bunch of powerful connects. So if she gets bail, she's definitely gonna run and, and skip the country without a doubt and like i said on yesterday's podcast i'm not 
sure why is it that Ghislaine Maxwell did not leave the country before. And the only thing I could think of was the fact that she doesn't have much money, like her friend Laura Goldman said, and she was here because she was trying to get money. Put it that way. Right? Um, David Grossman also said that people are on pins and needles that know her because they're afraid of who she's going to name and what she's going to say. All right. To the alphabet boys. But we're, we're going to get into, before we even get into Prince Andrew, we're going to stick to Ghislaine for a second because Conchita Sarnoff said a lot. Like she said a lot. Okay. For one, she said the DOJ is not playing with Ghislaine, all right, with these charges. And that Ghislaine definitely did not take the 2008 case seriously. And not only did she state that, she said that she known Ghislaine for over 20 years. That she known her for over 20 years. Now, one thing that she did say that stuck out. One thing that she did say that stuck out to me was about the immunity clause. So if you guys didn't catch that, what Conchita Sarnoff said was that when Jeffrey Epstein had gotten in trouble the first time back in 2008, that he was given a NPA, which is a non-prosecution agreement. All right. It is a federal document right federal document and it was never pretty much thrown out all right and they pretty much state that it's ironclad it's an ironclad legal document that has not been overturned and that in the NPA they have Glenn Maxwell named as a person who is granted immunity in this situation. So what does that mean? That could mean possibly that Ghislaine Maxwell may have immunity with this. Unless this stuff is overturned. So I'm not sure if they're going to allow this to stick and tell her, listen, we'll get you, let's say on the perjury charge or whatever, because you did lie under oath. However, when it comes to the accusations or the crimes associated to Epstein directly, you still have immunity underneath that. We won't overturn that or pursue to get that overturned, but you got to give up some names. I don't know if the plea deal is going to work like that. Okay. I don't know if the plea deal is going to work like that. And, and I don't know if they're pretty much going to state, listen, we're throwing it all out and we're getting you for everything, right? So this is very interesting and we're only going to know more about this, uh, NPA and this, uh, immunity agreement. We're only going to know about it until it's time to get the trial rolling and once Ghislaine is actually set to start really appearing in court, like appearing, appearing in court. Now, one thing that she did say that I don't really agree with is that there's a statute of limitation 
on these crimes because if Bill Cosby can be tried and thrown the fuck away, please rest assured that Ghislaine Maxwell definitely can be thrown away, especially when it comes to the children involved. Bill Cosby case did not involve children. Ghislaine Maxwell's did or minors. And when it comes to minors, I do not believe that there's a statute of limitation. But what also really bugged me the fuck out was when it came to Prince Andrew, okay? And they stated that Prince Andrew, though he is a royal, he has no sovereign immunity, no govern, uh, government immunity. He has completely no cover, okay? And that the United States wants him face-to-face to probe him for cross-examination and that him giving a statement or a sworn statement from across the pond is not going to work. They want him. And they want him ASAP. Okay. Okay. They, they want him ASAP and they're not playing with him. And British lawyers, people, um, who are media correspondents over in the UK are stating that it is best for Prince Andrew to cooperate the way the DOJ and the FBI want him to, because he does not have sovereignty at all. That only Queen Elizabeth has sovereignty which I find very interesting. But the British state that, you know, Prince Andrew has no other choice but to cooperate. American sources are stating that, um, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell is not going to turn in, you know, Prince Andrew due to loyalty reasons. However, I'm going with the British media and I'm going to say that Prince Andrew is going to have to cooperate. I believe that Prince Andrew is going to sweat. Prince Andrew is definitely going to get got under perjury charges. If anything, he's definitely going to get, uh, get caught, uh, within perjury, within lying under oath. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I said this, I believe back in June in the Epstein circle of evil podcast that they're going to get Prince Andrew. And it's only a matter of time. And when they do, they're definitely going to get him under perjury for lying under oath. But, you know, I find it really crazy that Ghislaine could have immunity through all of this, despite, you know, young women basically stating that, you know, she did rape them. Like, I, I find that very, very crazy. Um, I will be tuning back in with you guys on Thursday to speak about what happened at court. I would love to have went down to the courthouse if possible. However, I cannot do so due to other, other circumstances of having to work. But I will try my best to make it down there to, um, you know, to the courthouse when this happens as far as a trial. So I will keep you guys posted. And like I said, follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm going to put my Instagram link in the description of this podcast. So you can definitely follow me on there. Like I said, thank you guys so much for tuning into this. I love y'all. Y'all be well and y'all take care. Peace.